Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Hey, I'm Skoda Man. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Blindfold. I can see the money coming with my eyes closed. For the bus down, rolling out of time. All right, today we got Skoda Man jumping off the porch with us today. What it do, what it do, it's your boy Skoda Man. How you feeling today, gang? Man, everything, everything, man. I'm blessed to be here, man. I'm happy to be here, excited, all that. For sure, man. It's a pleasure to have you here today, gang. So what you out here working on in Atlanta? Man, I'm out here shooting videos, working on a project. I got an upcoming EP I'm finna drop. And basically, I'm just getting back to the music, bro. I took some time off, get my mind right, elevate my craft, perfect my craft. So right now, I'm just trying to get to it. That's hard. So how often do you get a chance to come out here to work? I'm in the A probably like, probably a couple times a month. I'm, I'm trying to relocate like somewhere out this way. Give me an Airbnb out here. For real, I love the A, it's lit. No, I love the A, bro. Straight up, we be teed out here. Think about it, man. That Airbnb. I ain't even ain't been mad. asleep, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what you be getting into while you out here, bro? I don't even know where they had me last night, but I still ain't been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I go to sleep, I'll miss the interview. <laughs> <coughs> so how does it compare working out here versus working back at home? Man, see, I'm from Chicago, so and I reside in St. Louis. It's like crabs in the bucket in the loo, man. So everybody want to top the next person. Nobody want to come together. Like if I'm finna drop a video, he ain't gonna share it. He ain't gonna share it cause he feel like he gotta drop his, you know what I'm saying? And the A, I've been seeing all the unity. Like, man, they, they show love out here. Everywhere I go, they give me the mic. Hey, let me in, <laughs> whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just really out here networking, you know what I'm saying? That's real. So you originally from the west side of Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm really from the, I'm really from the whole Chicago. I really jumped off the porch on the west side of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? That's where my family at. That's where, you know what I'm saying, 5800. I'm from west side, old block. You know what I'm saying? Ohio and Menard. 
You know sure. what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, it's rough out there though. Yeah. Straight up. This blocking tool with this block, this side don't like you because you from this side. You know what I'm saying? You really got to just adapt. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. So how would you describe your childhood coming up out there in Westside Chicago? Man, my childhood was, it was up and down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to stay downtown Chicago. My mama moved a lot. I'd have been in like 10 different elementary schools and middle schools. Every year my mama moved somewhere else, always trying to better our life, you know what I'm saying? So I done probably lived on every side of Chicago there is. For sure. When would you say you jumped off the porch? I'd say when I was like, I jumped off the porch at like 13. You know what I'm saying? Trying to help my mama with bills, trying to, you know what I'm saying? Stay in the latest fashion. You know how I go. Yeah. Trying to keep up, you know? Nah, for real. So when did you relocate to St. Louis? Um, my mama moved to St. Louis when I was a, I think I was a junior, or now I was a freshman. Now she moved when I was in sixth grade, and I didn't want to go, you know? So I was just back and forth and going to St. Louis for the summer. That's how I really got known in St. Louis with pushing the music and all that. Just being out there, meeting people, you know what I'm saying? So. Probably like, I say, well, when I was like sixth grade, my mama moved out there and I started going for the summers. I ain't really moved to St. Louis and started staying there till I was like in high school, I think. So how would you say Chicago compares to St. Louis? Shit, it's the slummy slums, both of them the trenches. Yeah. Shit, St. Louis, man, I thought I was gonna move to St. Louis and it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? It was going to be, you know, man, it, it's just as worse. No, for real. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the misfortunes that comes along with being in the streets? Man. In St. Louis, in Chicago, you know, from your viewpoint and your standpoint. Man, shit, I just lost my little cousin Zeus. Man, I ain't even get to go to his funeral, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard because he ain't even that type of dude. He don't deserve to, you know, I don't feel like, you know, it's just, it's messed up, bro. You know what For I'm sure. saying? But you got to take the positives with the negatives and you got to keep going. You can't cry with spilled milk. You got to pour another glass. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's a lot of trauma that comes along with being in the streets as well, as you may know, from suffering from PTSD, from being shot as well. Yeah, man. I, had to, I took like two years off from music. I had to get my mind right, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't even really speak on the situation, but yeah, man, PTSD, real, depression, real. You know what I'm saying? What was going through your mind when you was like, what, what? you know what I'm saying? Like, how did that situation come about? Like, man, I just know I wasn't ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad I'm here, you know? So I'm finna take this opportunity and push my music full-fledged. For sure. I got like 13 videos shot just sitting there. I ain't dropped yet. Yeah. So yeah. why did you stop rapping? I stopped rapping because of the PTSD from my incident because I couldn't be around a group of people. I feel like they trying to set me up or something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they trying to set me up. So I just really had to really start getting used to being around people and, you know, trying to, shit, just stay focused. So where were you shot? 
I got shot in my leg three times. Crazy. Yeah. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned growing up? Uh, my biggest life lessons I learned is to not trust nobody. You know what I'm saying? It used, I used to, my, my team, we used to be 30, 40 deep everywhere we went. Now it's like four, five, a few, you know what I'm saying? Everybody switched up. When the, we got on the radio, when the, when the fame started coming, everybody wanted me to go to clubs and do this, and I wanted to just protect, perfect, perfect my craft. When I fell back from the scene, people just got to scatter. And when the spotlight got more and more on me, it was like the envy and the jealousy of people I thought was my homies. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. What would you say is the biggest obstacle you've overcome so far in your life? Losing people I love. And, and I ain't talking just death. I'm talking about a nigga waking up one day and deciding he ain't your homie or he want to hate on you or he want to pillow talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that was, that's the, man, it's the, it hurt. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. How would you describe your current thoughts on the rap game? Man, long live Mo3. Long live Hot Boy Mo3. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to make an impact on the game. I like what it, I like where it's going. I like, I like the new sounds. I'm just trying to create my own lane and get in where I fit in. So how did you end up connecting with Mo3? Man, you know what? Uh, when Mo, I first started following Mo3, I just DM'd him. He DM'd me right back. And, and then it's funny, cause I was like, hey man, all the hoes say I look like you, bro. We need to do a song together. Yeah. He got the hollering. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got the hollering, bro. Yeah. And uh, he DM'd me his number. We got to talking. He was just like, man, you know what, bro? I'm on the rise. Man, let's do it. I'm like, bet, let's lock in. But he was all the way in Dallas, and me being in St. Louis, I had a case to where I couldn't leave the state at the time. So I, um, I kept postponing and kept postponing the record, you know? Because I wanted to do the feature. <coughs> I wanted to do the feature and um, do the video at the same time. Yeah, but bro was cool as a mug. We used to FaceTime. I'm talking about all the time, like, bro was cool as a mug. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. That's man, man. I fought with, bro. I fought with, I fought with Mo3. He was supposed to hop on Snake Me, right? Yeah, he was supposed to hop on that Snake Me record. And it's unreleased right now, but that's going to be on my upcoming project that I drop. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm going to drop it as a single or I'm going to drop it as an EP, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you heard that motherfucker, that motherfucker. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, and that was a true story, that song, man. For sure. 
Talk to us about Mo3 visiting you in your dreams. Man, after bro died, man, I, I just woke up. I mean, I, I just was, I had, I think I had went out that night. I had went to this club in St. Louis called the Oz. And uh, it was uh, when bro died, I think they were, I don't know if they was like, they weren't letting everybody in because of the corona, the capacity. So I ended up going back to the crib. I ended up getting drunk. I went to sleep. And on my mama, I seen bro face like, man, push the music, push the music. Man, I instantly woke up, called Big Lou, got in the studio. I'm talking about my CD finna be so fire. Like, man, I got, I got all joints. I got all joints. That's hard. What would you say is the biggest risk that you took that paid off? The biggest risk I took that, that paid off? Uh, <laughs> the biggest risk I took was, um, I used to be, I used to be nervous to drop music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, what if they don't like it? Every time I show somebody something, they be like, bro, you know? So I think it was just the fear of dropping my music. That's like the big obstacle I had, you know what I'm saying, I had to overcome. But every time I dropped, they be on it. For sure. What would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make for your career? Biggest sacrifice? Traveling a lot, not being able to see my kids. You know what I'm saying? Being away from the fam. But other than that, I fuck, yeah, it's all good. Talk to us about losing 100K in 2020. Man, bro, that shit was fucked up because I had just ran it up. And like, I blew through that shit so fast. I took L after L after L, shopping, designer. I got down to my last 20K. I sent the picture to Director Fonzie. I started shooting videos. That shit was fucked up though, bro. I was down on my ass. And then me being me and how I am in the streets, motherfuckers was, they didn't believe me. I call a motherfucker, hey bro, ooh, motherfucker. No, not you, not you. You scold the man. You know what I'm saying? That shit fucked me up though, bro. For Straight sure. up. Cause I was so anxious to get to 100K. When I got to 100K, I ain't know you could blow through 100 so fast. For real. I don't really want to talk about, you know, yeah. but yeah. But that's real. So what are some of the things or procedures you take now to save your money? Man, bro, I, I ain't gonna stunt. Cash out, I anytime I put cash out, I, mean, I put it right in the bank. All my ones and all my fives and my change at the end of the night, I put in the shoebox. I got a container that I charge myself $50 a day too. That's $1,500 a month. And I just stack from there, you know? Yeah. I like that. I might try that one out myself. Hey, oh, I used to I used to charge myself 20 a day. Yeah. That's uh that's $600 a month. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to charge myself 20 a day, a slow day, any day, but I still put all the ones and the change in my pocket. 
in a shoebox too. Yeah. So it might it be more, you know what I mean? That's hard. How much of a coincidence was it that you and Young Blue used the same beat? Man, it was crazy because I had bought the beat from iStar. I bought the exclusive rights. So I made this song called Over You. Matter of fact, Fonzie shot the video. And uh, it started, I sent it to DJ Crystal one verse. I ain't even have my second verse on the song. Two days later, I hear it on the radio. He like, look, bro, you got you one, man. Send, uh, put another verse on it and send it back to me, master. So he got to putting it in rotation. He got to picking up everywhere. So while my song peeking over you, I hear a song called Everybody Keeps Sending Me, uh, Sending Me Young Blue Missing. And they like, hey, bro, dude stole your beat. I'm like, nah, I ain't the same beat, ain't it? So the radio station had, you know, 104.1, I was in rotation. And my management hit me up and they was like, basically, they had to stop playing my song because of the, I was bumping the, whatever, the sound scan or something with, with Young Blue Records. And it was crazy because I had my record in uh, New Orleans, uh, Chicago, St. Louis, uh, I think a little bit of Wisconsin. It was peaking. And uh, like I said, Brust Song got the going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, was just, it was just a fucked up situation for me because I basically almost was signed off that song. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, ain't, I ain't know how important it was to not rap on. Well, I actually, I got it off the internet, though, before I had contact them. I ain't know how important it was, though, for real, to lock in with a producer and not really rap on internet beats. Because even if you buy the rights to it, if somebody up to get on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to miss out. No matter how much you just spent. No matter, yeah, no matter how much you just spent on that record. <laughs> That's a valuable lesson. Y'all need to build genuine relationships with y'all producers. Man, man, build genuine. If you got an in-house producer, I, I feel like a motherfucker should use him over even a hot producer. Because motherfuckers be selling beats. And, man, that shit crazy. Nah, for real. Talk to us about your latest visual, Blindfold. Blindfold. I actually shot that here at Classic Film Studio. Man, uh... That motherfucker, that motherfucker sewing on the internet too. That motherfucker got some views on that motherfucker. Straight up, I I had fun shooting that. We had, we had, we had did a um. We had some beautiful models. We had Airbnb scenes. Man, that motherfucker was crazy. That was shot by Director Fonzie. That motherfucker nice. Shout out Director Fonzie. Man. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> How much thought? and creative process and goes into planning a visual for Skoda Man. Like walk us through your creative process when putting together your visual. Man, I usually pay for treatments or send it to a video man and know how to bring my vision together. I really just try to focus on outfits. I wanna be fly as a motherfucker in that motherfucker. So for real, or when I'm writing a song, if I see something in a video, I'm gonna let the direct, you know what I'm saying, the director know. So I, I usually, when I do come up with treatments for my own videos, I come up with it as I'm writing my song. That's hard. 
How would you describe the music scene back home right now in St. Louis and Chicago? Shit. Uh, I feel like St. Louis and Chicago, they both on the rise. You know, they're going fire. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people from St. Louis coming up. So I just, but I still feel like it's crabs in the buckets. Like, if niggas stick together, everybody could just elevate. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the music scene like crabs in a bucket. That's why I'm out here networking for real. Why do you feel people overlook the talent coming out of St. Louis? Shit, I feel like they, they overlook the comedy because it's so grimy out there, man. Like, it, it's the trenches. Like, don't nobody want to see you make it. Like, four-day top rap, like, I don't. A lot, of the, a lot of upcoming artists in St. Louis got killed. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace them, you know? Like, that shit crazy. Like, niggas would be on the rise and showing love to the city and a motherfucker would do something to them. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Talk to us about the On Me remix visual. Oh, that On Me remix visual? Oh, that one was crazy. I got, I got a dope-ass elevator scene. <clears throat> Shorty giving me head in the elevator. <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm finna drop it. That motherfucker nice, though. That motherfucker nice, though. I had fun shooting that motherfucker. Shout out Nico Neal. We had shot that motherfucker. Uh, we rented a rare a hotel room, all rare room. That motherfucker was nice. That's hard. Are there plans for an upcoming project? Yeah, I plan on, I'm finna drop a single and I plan on putting out an EP and going crazy. What's the next single you plan on driving? My next single? I don't know, I, I got so many singles to choose from. Me and my team trying to come up with that now, what we gonna drop next? Any features on that EP? I got a couple features on that. I'm, I'm gonna leave it as a surprise though. I got a couple features on that. Nah. Top, some, some, some nice features. Top dog. Yeah, I got some shit on that. <laughs> For sure. Talk to us about your label, WBE. WBE? WBE, it stands for We Been Eating. That's We Been Eating Entertainment. Man, uh, me and my, me and my uh, last manager I was dealing with, Peasy, we had came up with that name together. I had, I had said, uh, he like, man, if you're gonna do this music, you gotta come up with a, with a label. We gotta do our own thing. And I'm like, uh, we be eating. He like, I like that. No, we been eating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's how I came up with the name for it. But yeah, that's, that's what you're gonna see. WB everything. I'm finna stamp it. Talk to us about your grind as an independent artist. I do everything for myself. I don't wait on nobody for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I, I pay for studio time, everything. I, I'm an unsigned artist. I ain't got no management as of right now. So, you know, I'm just finna push. What would you say is the biggest challenge that comes along with being an independent artist? The biggest challenge? Uh, not, not listening to the, not reading comments not listening to the haters. Cause 
I'll be looking at my videos, all type of shit. I see a thousand dope comments, and there'll be one weirdo or one or a couple weird motherfuckers out the trip. You know, <laughs> hey, like, come on, bro. You know this dope. For sure. Nah, for real. Are you interested in signing to a major label situation? Yeah, if the opportunity come down right. Down right, I'll sign. If the opportunity come, most though. How important is fatherhood to you? Man, I love my kids. Me and my kids, man, we, we kick it. Studio and all. I love my kids to death. Everybody know I love my kids. For real, I'm thinking about starting a YouTube with their uh, hmm. straight up. <laughs> That's all. What else are you working on at the moment? Um, I'm just, I just been shooting visuals and I've been um, buying properties. I'm finna start getting into that Airbnb market. So I'm finna get me an Airbnb popping, a couple tour rolls. That's hard. Any last words and shout outs? Yeah, I want to shout out my whole hood, man. I want to shout out Fame, Sosa, Bobo, uh, Lowe, uh, Uncle TJ, Annie, uh, Tiara, Lil T, Red Mon Free Red Monkey, uh, R.P. Zeus, uh, man, everybody from 5800, man, everybody from Westside O Block, man, shout out my mama, shout out my kids, shout out everybody I love, shout out everybody that been supporting me since day one. Straight up, Free Gesto, WB, R.P. Lil D. Free Jesto, free my little brother, man. Free my little brother. Blindfold, I can see the money coming with my eyes closed. Bought a bus down, rolling out of time. I'm on FaceTime with my. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba ba ba.